the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. From the Gospel for this Sunday, the 11th chapter of St. Luke, verses 17 through 20. Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And from the epistle for this day, Ephesians chapter 5, the second and the eighth verses, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. At one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We all surely know that we live in a world plagued with conflict with conflicts large and small, foreign and domestic, secular and religious, also those interpersonal conflicts which are inescapable in this fallen world. But in the gospel read on this third Sunday in Lent, the Lord Jesus points to the conflict which underlies all conflicts, the unseen conflict between our good and merciful Savior and the ancient enemy of God and man, who is called the devil and Satan. And when in today's gospel, Jesus' enemies accuse him of casting out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, they're in fact accusing Jesus of being in league with Satan. Beelzebul. It seems that Beelzebul was originally the name of an ancient Canaanite god, a name which as time passed became another name for Satan. You and I and every human being who has ever lived or will ever live are not just observers of this conflict between God and the Prince of Darkness. We in fact are, whether we like it or not, 
whether we're even aware of it or not, we are every last one of us caught up in this conflict our whole life long. And what Satan wants is to dull our awareness of this conflict and if he possibly can destroy any sense of it at all because then he can go about his evil work undetected. But although Satan and his minions are hidden from sight, although we can't literally see them, we can see the results of their evil design. So how can we see that? In the epistle read a few moments ago, St. Paul says to the Christians in Ephesus, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And one way to detect the work of Satan in the world and in our own lives is to look for everything in the world, everything in our own lives that is contrary to the perfect love we see in the Savior and to which we are called. As St. Paul says, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So what contradicts love? One way of answering that question is to think about our Lord's words about the last judgment when he will come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, when he will sit on his glorious throne and before him will be gathered all nations, and he will separate people from one another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. So what will he say to those on his left hand? Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Inasmuch as you did it not to the least of these my brethren, you did it not to me. So what contradicts the love revealed in Christ 
to which we also are called? Well, in these words of the judge to those on his left hand, we in fact have a catalog of the works of the devil. Where you see these things going on, there you can detect the hand of Satan. Satan hates our good and merciful creator. And Satan hates all those whom that good and merciful creator has called out of nothingness into being, which is to say every human being who has ever lived or will ever live. Satan is the destroyer. And he loves to destroy the work of the loving creator by setting human beings against one another, causing them to hate and despise and destroy one another. This pleases him. In this, he takes delight. Satan is also called the Prince of Darkness. In total darkness, you simply cannot see. And Satan is called the Prince of Darkness both because he loves to work undetected and because the effect of his work is to darken our minds and understanding, to cast shadows over all that we in fact know to be good and loving and true. And that's why St. Paul says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And Paul does just that when he says, as we heard just a few moments ago, sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk nor crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Now we mustn't misunderstand Paul's condemnation of crude joking. He's not talking about a sense of humor, which is one of our Creator's delightful gifts to us. No, Paul is pointing to the kind of joking that deteriorates into obscenity, into laughing at behavior which is unworthy of Christians and which in fact damages and poisons the hearts and minds of all who indulge in it. Says St. Paul, at one time you were in darkness but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found 
in all that is good and right and true. And so Paul not only exposes the ugliness of sin, he points to the beauty of holiness. Both the words of our Lord in the Gospel read on this day and the words of St. Paul in the Epistle read on this day are a warning. A warning against complacency in the face of the temptations of the devil, the fallen world, and our own frail mortal nature. You might say these words were a kind of wake-up call. In fact, just a little further on in Paul's letter to the Christians at Ephesus, he cites some words which originally were no doubt an ancient Christian baptismal hymn. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And so we need not, as the redeemed children of God, clothed in holy baptism with the spotless robe of Jesus' blood and righteousness, and bearing the shield of faith in our victorious Lord, we need not spend our lives in fear, but we are called to be aware of the unseen conflict in which we live until that day when our gentle and merciful Savior will take us out of this world of conflict to undisturbed peace in his nearer presence. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.